Fusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diffusion. Sit back and relax while we inject weird and wonderful science directly into your genes. I'm Ian Wolfe. On this special holiday edition, the Ig Nobel Prizes are awarded each year by the Annals of Improbable Research by host Mark Abrams for science that first makes you laugh and then makes you think at www.improbable.com. And now... The 2016 Ig Nobel Prizes condensed from two hours down to 27 minutes. We are gathered here tonight to honor some remarkable individuals and groups. Every winner has done something that first makes people laugh, then makes people think. The Ig Nobel Prize ceremony is produced by the science humor magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research. It's proudly co-sponsored by the Harvard Radcliffe Society of Physics Students and by the Harvard Radcliffe Science Fiction Association, and by the book This Is Improbable 2, ISBN 978-178-0743615. The editors of the Annals of Improbable Research have chosen a theme for this year's ceremony, and that theme is time. Tonight, 10 prizes will be given. The achievements speak for themselves. All too eloquently. The prizes will be physically presented to the winners by Nobel laureates. The awarding of the 2016 Ig Nobel Prizes. We are giving out 10 prizes. The winners come from many nations. This year's winners have truly earned their prizes. Karen, tell them what they've won. Well, this year each winner will receive and Ig Nobel Prize. Ooh. What else? Uh, a piece of paper saying they've won an Ig Nobel Prize. Ooh, it's, it's signed by several Nobel laureates. Oh. Uh, do they get any money? Funny you should ask. Each winner will receive 10 Trillion dollars. Ten trillion dollars? Ten trillion dollars. U.S. dollars? <laughs> no. Zimbabwean dollars. <laughs> A Zimbabwean ten trillion dollar bill. That's all? That's it. Okay. How nice. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this, this is the Ig Nobel Prize. As you can see, this year's prize is a traditional round clock in which the minute hand and the hour hand have each been replaced with a miniature hourglass filled with sand. Now, does anyone notice anything unusual about this clock? That's right, this clock has 61 seconds. 
there's an added second, a leap second. Now, thank you, Karen. Now, it's time. The Reproduction Prize. The winner is from Egypt. The Ig Nobel Prize for Reproduction is awarded to the late Ahmed Shafiq for studying the effects of wearing polyester, cotton, or wool trousers on the sex life of rats. <laughs> and for then conducting similar tests with human males. The winner could not or would not join us this evening. The Economics Prize. The winners are from New Zealand and the UK. The Ig Nobel Prize for Economics is awarded to Mark Avis, Sarah Forbes, and Sheila Ferguson for assessing the perceived personalities of rocks from a sales and marketing perspective. Please welcome Mark Avis and Sarah Forbes. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for this. This is actually a huge honor for us. And what can I say, the Ignabel rocks. <laughs> but yeah, so basically for us, we'd like to actually thank Marketing Theory for actually publishing this. And yeah. And uh, Pauline McLaren is the editor there, fantastic, she actually, you know, took this on. But yes, it was an amusing study, but we are very proud of it and we hope you enjoy reading it. Thank you. The... Prize. The winners are from Hungary, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. The Ig Nobel Prize for Physics is awarded to Gabor Horvath, Miklos Blaho, Georgi Kriska, Ramon Hegedus, Belaz Gerix, Robert Farza, Farkas, pardon, Sozan Okason, Peter Malik, and Hans Rudi Wildermuth for discovering why white-haired horses are the most horsefly-proof horses, <laughs> and for discovering why dragonflies are fatally attracted to black tombstones. <laughs> Please welcome Susan Okasan. Thank you very much for this award. I feel very honored to represent our team of nine people. And uh, it's been really exciting because I'm the biologist and the rest are mainly in physics. But this is the way science goes and we have found in fact that you rather be a white horse than a black one. 
if you like, to avoid being bitten by horseflies. But in fact, you can also dress either in stripes, like a zebra, or like myself, in a dotted coat that will also help. And it's time to stop. The Chemistry Prize. The winner is from Germany. The Ig Nobel Prize for Chemistry is awarded to Volkswagen for, for solving the problem of excessive automobile pollution emissions by automatically, electromechanically producing fewer emissions whenever the cars are being tested. The winner could not or would not join us this evening. The Psychology Prize. The winners are from Belgium, the Netherlands, Germany, Canada, and the USA. The Ig Nobel Prize for Psychology is awarded to Eveline DeBay, Martin Describer, Gordon Logan, Christina Sukotsky, and Bruno Verscher for asking a thousand liars how often they lie and for deciding whether to believe those answers. Please welcome Bruno Verscher. Being a clinical psychologist, I really like the US presidential elections. I mean, both Clinton and Trump have been called pathological liars. But what does that mean? When does one become a pathological liar? In order to define lying as pathological, you first need to know the normal rate of lying. And so we've asked a thousand people to honestly tell us how often they lie. People lie on average 2.2 times a day. Old people are the most honest of all and I'm glad to see so many honest people here on the stage tonight. <laughs> so our study tells that if Clinton and Trump lie one to five times a day, they're just average liars like all of us. Thank you. You can collect your $10 trillion bill from the Nobel laureates over there. You're listening to Ian Wolf on Diffusion Science Radio. Send emails to science at diffusionradio.com. We're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. And if you think my voice sounds a little different, that's because I have bronchitis, sinusitis, and a touch of laryngitis. When our clocks and our planet get more than a little out of sync, scientists decide to add a leap second. You know that now. How, though, do they make that decision? And how on earth do they create a leap second? One of those very scientists will explain it to us briefly. 
please welcome the leader of the Time and Frequency Services Group of the Physical Measurement Laboratory of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, John Lowe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I am a time scientist. So let me prepare. I'm a metrologist. Specifically, no, nothing about weather. I measure things. How much is a kilogram? How long is a meter? How bright is the light? More specifically, I am a horologist. No, not with a W. H-O-R-ologist. I measure time. How long, how long is a second? The accumulation of that, what time of day it is. The International Earth Rotation Service has astronomers from around the world that constantly observe our true position, and when they decide it is time, they add a leap second. A horologist, that's me, are the ones that implement this. Now let me explain to you how we do this in great detail. Imagine, if you will, it is the 23rd hour universal coordinated time on the day of a leap second, it is the 59th minute, the 55th second, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 0, 1, 2. See what I did there? I just threw an extra second in. Thank you for having me. No, wait, wait, wait. There's more to it. By definition, the second is defined by, as was explained to you earlier, the atomic clock. Now, if we had decided that the atomic clock had a few more hertz in its definition, we would actually have leap seconds that are negative. So far, we have only had positive leap seconds. Let me explain in great detail how we would handle a negative leap second. Imagine, if you will, it is the 23rd hour, universal coordinated time, the 59th minute, 55th second, 56, 57, 58, 0, 1, 2, 3. That's how we do it. A language warning that the next prize contains some swearing. The Peace Prize. The winners are from Canada and the USA. The Ig Nobel Prize for Peace is awarded to Gordon Pennycook, James Allen Cheney, Nathaniel Barr, Derek Kohler, and Jonathan Fugelsang for their scholarly study called on the reception and detection of pseudo-profound bullshit. <laughs> Please welcome Gordon Pennycook, Nathaniel Barr, Derek Kohler, and Jonathan Fugelsang. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We would like to first thank the organizers for such a wonderful uh, celebration of truly profound but still unmitigated bullshit. We also thank the University of Waterloo and uh, NSERC for funding us, and also the uh, Jonathan Barron and uh, the Journal of Judgment Decision Making for publishing our paper despite the profanity. 
And finally, we'd like to thank all of those who inspired us, such as Deepak Chopra, Dr. Oz, Oprah, <laughs> whoever, wrote, whoever wrote The Secret, Donald Trump, Stephen Harper, every politician ever, entire lineup of Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. Uh, we'd like to thank the tobacco lobbyists, those who deny climate change and evolution. We'd like to thank my uncle Ted. Uh, your quantum vibrations permeate the transcendent essence of a true experience and coalesce into a bullshit paper. Thank you. You can collect your $10 trillion bill from the Nobel laureates over here. The Biology Prize. The winners are from the UK. The Ig Nobel Prize for Biology is awarded jointly to Charles Foster for living in the wild as, at different times, a badger, an otter, a deer, a fox, and a bird, and jointly to Thomas Thwaites for creating prosthetic extensions of his limbs that allowed him to move in the manner of and spend time roaming hills in the company of goats. We must pity the poor people who are only listening to this on the radio. <laughs> Please welcome first Charles Foster. We have five glorious senses. Normally we use only one of them, vision. It's a very distorting lens because it's linked to our cognition. And that means that we get only about 20% of the information that we can squeeze out of this extraordinary world. Animals, by and large, do a good deal better. And in an attempt to see woods as they really are, without that distorting lens of vision and cognition, I tried to follow five non-human species, badgers, foxes, otters, red deer, and ridiculously swifts. Um, it increased my understanding of what their landscapes are really like, rather than landscapes coloured by all our colonial um, impressions of what those landscapes should be like. And it also generated in me a good deal of empathy for these animals, and we can do with a little more of that. Thank you very much. And now, please welcome the co-recipient of the prize, Thomas Thwaites. <laughs> Hi everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a huge honour. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so I got tired of all the worry and the pain of being a human, and so I decided I would take a holiday from it all and become a goat. Um, and I was helped in this endeavour by lots of people. The Wellcome Trust. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Professor John Hutchinson from the Royal Veterinary College, Dr. Glyn Heath from Salford University, Dr. Joe Devlin, neuroscientist from UCL, uh, Dr. Alan McElliott, goat behaviour expert from Queen Mary University, and, oh God, I've forgotten. Okay, thank you very much. 
The Literature Prize. The winner is from Sweden. The Ig Nobel Prize for Literature is awarded to Frederick Schuberg for his three-volume autobiographical work about the pleasures of collecting flies that are dead and flies that are not yet dead. Please welcome Frederick Schuberg. Male entomologists all over the world know that it's impossible to make an impression on women with dead insects. <laughs> Already Linnaeus knew about this. Charles Darwin definitely did. Even Edward O. Wilson knew about this prob problem as a young man. But the very best thing about science is there is always a risk or possibility of being wrong. I wrote about collecting hoverflies knowing this won't interest anyone, especially not women. <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Please don't forget to collect your $10 trillion bill from the Nobel laureates. The final prize, the Perception Prize. The winners are from Japan. The Ig Nobel Prize for Perception is awarded to Atsuki Higashiyama and Kohei Adachi for investigating whether things look different when you bend over and view them between your legs. Please welcome Atsuki Higashiyama. In my paper awarded, we studied perceived size and perceived distance of object when a viewer is inverted, like appearing through legs. When looking at an object from this inverted position, the depths between the object appear more sh shrunk, and objects themselves appear smaller compared to normal upright posture. Okay. <laughs> Small and shrink. Take it home. Okay. Small and shrink. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Please don't forget to collect your $10 trillion bill from the Nobel laureates.
we ask that you please remember this final thought. If you didn't win an Ig Nobel Prize this year, and especially if you did, better luck next year. Good night. <laughs>